Wizard of Whiskey presents Swig and Ramble, a podcast for the modern age. Come for the whiskey, stay for the shit show. Featuring Justin Curry at Wizard of Whiskey, Mark Pruitt at Resonant Prose, and Julia Men at The Wee Tipple. And now, pour yourself a drink and enjoy the show. I know you will. Welcome back, Ramblers, to another fantastic episode here at Swig and Ramble. Joining me tonight is the ever-wonderful, ever-fabulous Justin Curry. Also with us is the badass, the mother of all whiskey editing, Mindy. Uh, and you know what? Um, I think Mark took something personally. I, I've told him to fuck off so many times. I think he actually did. He's not here. He's gone MIA. Uh, you know, maybe it's just the holidays, the craziness of the season, the daylight savings shenaniganery. Uh, well, he fucked right the fuck off. So bye, Mark. <laughs> we'll, we'll see if he decides to crawl back uh, to the fold. So stay tuned. Um, so this week and probably next week, and I don't know, I don't know how many episodes this is going to turn out to be because there's actually a lot of information that we're going to be diving into. Um, Wait a second, I thought it was like a, a, a breakdown, like a, a small breakdown. It, it is, it is. Let me explain. Uh, we are going to be looking at the main categories and breaking down the differences between spirits. So think all spirits, uh, we're going to be giving an overarching view, which will then at some point lead into deeper diving episodes. Uh, so, you know, if you think that uh, all spirits from Mexico are tequila, that's not, that's not true. They do other things. Uh, do you think there's a difference between tequila and mezcal? Well, we're going to talk about that. Uh, don't know the difference between cognac, brandy, or armagnac? Well, these episodes are for you. This is going to be a pretty basic overview of different spirits categories, which will then at some point lead into deeper stuff. But before we jump into that, again, I know the holidays are a little stressful. Uh, so let's, let's jump in with a little sours my mash. Justin, what's going on in your world, my friend? Um, Wow, what sours my mash? Honestly, everything sours my mash these days, but really it's people who do not understand the concept of time. Time is not a new concept. Hundreds of thousands of years ago, the first people on the planet understood the concept of time. They understood the seasons changed. They moved as the seasons changed so that they could you know, <clears throat> figure out where the, the best hunting was. Eventually, about 30 some thousand years ago, maybe a little bit before, uh, we started settling down and saying, hey, we're going to, we can actually control the seasons by just staying in one place and just harvesting when, you know, when the time is right. So they understood time for millions of years. We've understood this concept of time, but it really bugs me when people don't understand like, hey, uh, be there at five o'clock and they show up at 7.15. Like every day I was at work the other day and someone was like, yeah, this guy doesn't understand. He's always late. I'm like, what do you mean? He's always late. I've never been to a, haven't been late to a job in 20 years. Late is not a thing. Understand time people. This is what I'm saying. Mindy, what's, what's got your, 
what's what's got your gander up uh the housing market um so we speaking have, of up oh my God, <laughs> right so we've only owned our house for a couple of years and um based on the way the current housing market is after, even after closing we'll probably walk away with i don't know thirty thousand dollars in equity which after only two years is phenomenal right but i can't afford to replace my house with anything um, our house is a new build. It's a smaller house, but anything that's in our budget that's exponentially more expensive than what we're currently selling our house for is a double wide that needs to be bulldozed. <laughs> um, we went and looked at this house that um, I showed y'all a picture. It had this amazing game room and this built-in bar and a 12 person spa, but it hadn't been lived in for like three years. And we went back for a second showing and black everywhere, just everywhere. The water heater had sprung a leak that hadn't been fixed for God knows how long. All the skylights had leaks. The house needed $100,000 worth of work, but they're firm on the price and they're not willing to fix anything. And it's like, what? what's, what's really okay, fucking fine. sad about that is that they're going to sell it anyway. Yeah. Somebody will buy it. Someone Zillow will buy it. it and flip it and be done. Yep. So that's my sellers, my mash. House hunting sucks. I'm done. That's fucking bullshit. It. Yeah, understandable. That is kind of shitty. Well, I'm going to jump on in here and riffing on Justin's time. Holy shit. Fucking daylight savings. Why is that oh. still a thing? Oh my God. I, and I don't even remember when it was, but it was a, a week or two or three. I don't know. It was sometime in the near distant past. And it is killing me is this just what getting old is you're you're just you want to go to sleep at 4 30 when the sun goes down and yet yeah. because of capitalism and murica and most of the other countries in the world um y- you have to stay up well past when you want to be hibernating <laughs> and it sucks yeah i i agree i want to be in bed right now screw this um. Well, you hear that, listeners? These are people who want to be in bed, but instead are putting a show together just for you. So you better fucking listen. All right. I, I feel like we probably have one more. Uh, let's see if anyone else wants to uh, wants to give us sours of their mash. Do I get to talk? Mark, put on your damn oh shirt. God. Gross. Why are you naked? Dude, come on. We've talked about this. We've had I many was... HR meetings. I was born this way. I'm living this way. No. He's on time. You want to see my butt? No. Literally no one. You were, why, why, why are you here now? I'm going to show it to you anyways. Here it is. Yo, no, don't make me gross. No. All right. Well, listen, it was a fun ride. Uh, we are going to go uh, try and figure out a way to keep all of us out of jail. Uh, uh, peace out. I'm going to bleach my eyeballs. Yeah. You you let me into this meeting. How is this how is this jail worthy? You consented oh my to my behavior. No, no means no, Mark. Yeah, no means no. I mean, no. Everyone... We're having t-shirts made up. <laughs> is it is that what this really means? Hey, I like that glass. That's a nice glass. Uh, it's a pretty using. nice glass. It's a pretty, it's a fun little tumbler we got. Uh Ramblers, you can't see it, but you will see pictures of it eventually, and they will be able uh you will be able to order them uh, sometime in 2022 for all of you ramblers out there. You can order them right now. We can, well, we true. can do that. True, 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 true. Put something in the group if you want to order a glass. 
yeah. we'll get you hooked up because I know Karma from uh, Bad Karma Designs is in the group and she'd be able to respond. Anyways, yep. not a commercial for sour. What's sour my mash? Well, there's a lot of things that sour my mash. I I was going through my day today and I was just looking at things and I was thinking this would be a really good thing for sours my mash. But I'm gonna go with the idea that. Because you consume something specific or because you own something specific, it somehow makes you immune to some sort of rule. Like driving a BMW means that you're immune to using your blinkers or driving a Tesla means that you're immune to handicapped parking signs or things of that nature. What's What seems to be getting under my skin is this idea that conspicuous consumption is somehow tied to some sort of elitist status that absolves you any uh, of any sort of accountability in life. Um, so yeah, that's what really sours my mash right now. It pisses me off that people think that, you know, whatever, some sort of brand allegiance or whatever the fuck it is that you're displaying uh, means that uh, you just don't have to abide by any rules. So fuck off. Hmm. Wow. Well, all right. Um, there it is. Well, shit. Well, I'm just, we're all drinking because we're all angry, curmudgeon, you know, old men, clearly, even the women. Um, so let's jump in. Who's Who's got something in their glass? Who wants to start us off? Oh, man. I, I'll go. Let's move because I'm trying something new. Um, and blah, blah, blah. I don't know. What am I even trying to say? It's uh, the Dubliner Irish Whiskey. I had just gotten this bottle. Someone gave it to me, I think. Um, and I just decided to open it because I've never tried it before. And it is a double barrel cask select, six-year-old bourbon cask matured. Uh, this exceptional whiskey is double-aged and hand-picked casks by master distiller Daryl McNally. It's a 58% ABV. Yeah. So let's let's give it a wee nose and a taste, shall we? Hey, hey, Julia. Hey, what? Get some fucking cheaters instead of holding the bottle three feet away from you. <laughs> it's, I'm going to go with it's kind of dark in where I'm recording. Cause... No, horse shit. Get some cheaters. Your your eyes are bad. No. I, well, I mean, they are, but. It's inevitable. <laughs> Look, I, I wear trifocals. So come on. I don't even know what that means. That's old people speak. Exactly. How old are you? Number one. Number two. Listeners, please listen carefully. We're gonna we're gonna have some sponsorships mainly so we can get eye insurance for Julia. <laughs> like that's gonna be a thing for next year. So I'm gonna I, ARP ARP. I want to be a smoke spokesman for you. I can't even say the word. Um, I want to be your brand ambassador uh, to the spirits world, not the other spirits world, the whiskey spirits world. Um, so if you want me to be your poster boy, I'll be raking in some subscribers for you i want the fucking i want the fucking trunk organizer and the jacket wow I warby parker yesterday i almost lost my shit who is spending this kind of money on glasses anyway sorry julia tell us about your whiskey i like my glasses okay i got we'll them fucking wear them so you don't look like a i only need them to see a far away mark and a bottle right in front of my face is not far no, away clearly you need the cheaters no, clearly you just don't want to hear my tasting note because you're 
derailing the conversation. Oh, please, let's ever. Okay, fine. I will shut up. Give your eloquent tasting notes. It's delight. Yeah, the bourbon is the bourbon casks are really, really coming through. Is it bourbon? Intense. If I was Mark, yeah, I I'm think just asking a question. Be. Fucking a, come on. No, I'm getting really intense. Soft, melty caramel, uh, vanilla cream notes. There's some good fruitiness, a little bit of nuttiness. I'm getting some hazelnut action on this. Kind of a peachy vibe. It's like peaches and cream. It's really yummy. Definitely some baking spices like cinnamon and some nutmeg. Mm. For being 58%, it does not give off that vibe. It is light plus on the palate. There is a little bit of that spice from the oak, but there's really no alcoholic burn at all. It's uh, gently viscous. That vanilla is coming through a bit more like creme brulee. So that kind of toasty charred caramel vibe with that vanilla custardy note underneath it. And again, with some good fruit notes. So this is surprisingly Delicious, easy to drink, very approachable for 58%. So yeah, fun stuff. The Dubliner Irish whiskey. 58%. Jesus, yeah. you're, you're going to be hitting the floor in a couple of minutes. Hey, yo. <laughs> hey, Mindy, what are you drinking? I am drinking um, Balcones, um, ZZ Top, Trace Ombres. Um, Mark actually got me hooked on this one last week. <laughs> so I had my mom in Texas pick me up four bottles of it, um, which is saying a lot because I'm a Texas girl. Um, I am not historically speaking a huge fan of Texas whiskeys um, previously. And, you know, it's been six or seven years since I've had any of them. They were all way too young, um, way too one noted. But this is this is an excellent dram. Um, it is a uh, tri blend um it is a blue corn malted barley rye mix so it is very complex um it's 100 proof doesn't drink like it and i enjoy it so so much so that i track down some bottles in a different state so that is a very nice bottle of whiskey mm-hmm. props to balcones for putting that together because yeah. that stuff is awesome i enjoy it what are you drinking mark I am drinking a Glen Allegheny 15. This is a leftover from a tasting that I did, and I saved the 15 because I have a bottle of it. And this is like, this is this is sex in a glass. And I'm not talking about like in the bathroom stall doing cocaine and then, you know, getting down. I'm talking about maybe like in the back of a limousine type of sex in a glass. You know what I'm saying? It's It's very silky. It has a very luxurious nose. Ah. <sighs> This stuff is just awesome. Very, uh, very oak forward for me uh, on the note, but there's this kind of soft, kind of chocolatey caramel note that that comes out of this. And, and just on the back end of the nose, there's like a little bit of a, it's like a mandarin orange or a citrus note that kind of comes through on the back end of this. And, you know, the taste is just... It's just over the top. This is this is one of my favorite drinks in the world right now. I mean, don't get me wrong. That Balcones is the Trace Hombres is very good, but 
Oh my God, this is really good. That one is a solid pour. I wholeheartedly agree. While Mark continues to make limo love to his uh, his whiskey, um, I'm drinking something different. My wife turns to me and said, I want to get ready for court tomorrow and I want to have a drink. I said, okay. So we open a bottle of champagne. Because um, why not? Um, I, knowing that I was going to come on the show, decided to do a sort of... A, co- a cocktail. I made like a very interesting cocktail. Um, there's a um, uh, a very interesting, I can't really call it a spirit technically, I guess. I'm not really sure. Agricanto is the name. Um, it's sort of like a port um, out of Italy. Um, I really want to get back in touch with Henry Price. Um, shout out to him for hooking me up with this bottle and find out exactly what is in this. But it's this cherry, intense aroma of spice. It's it's very port-ish. Um, yeah. Jesus oh. Christ, Mark. Wow. I was, I was, sorry, I thought I was on mute. I apologize. Thank you. Thank uh-huh. You uh-huh. Um, so I, I threw a splash of this in with it's it's very it's a liqueur. Um so I threw a splash of it with the uh champagne. Ooh. And it is it is lovely. It's I've got it in my Swig and Ramble official uh, uh tasting uh yes, very appropriate glassware for uh, tasting. Yeah, it's exactly that's exactly what you want to use. When champagne producers spend years riddling their bottles and doing batonage, that's exactly what you hope you will drink their product out of is a metal tumbler with a, I'm assuming Osama bin Laden most wanted poster picture uh, on the front of it. <laughs> it looks like you. Come on. I mean, let's, it look like it's, me. it's not like it's far off. A hundred percent. They went and they looked up DB Cooper. What does he look like today? And this is the picture that they that they printed on the glass. I love it. Um, but anyway, that's what I'm drinking. Um, very interesting. I highly recommend. Uh, the I, have, I have two here. champagne anecdotes. If I can try to derail the show further. How about, how about we my hold favorite champagne anecdotes for, for another time? Maybe you think, what, what do you, what do you guys think? Are you really going to cut me off? I miss this banter so much. You oh my God. Just burped in the middle of my very eloquent. Very yeah. well thought. I of. thought I was on mute. I'm sorry. No, you didn't, you son of a gun. Well, speak, are, are we doing an anecdote? Hurry up. Hurry up with your anecdote. I, I, I'm getting mixed signals here. I, I can't tell if the light's green or red. I don't, I'm... It's yellow. Proceed as you will. <laughs> My favorite champagne drink is black velvet. A split of champagne and Guinness. Oh God, really? Is that a thing? Yes, if you want to. Oh thing, man, yeah. if you want to have a good evening very quickly, Ooh. try that. Uh, oh will my you goodness! Remember that evening? Oh, though. that oh. is the that is the express train to Pound Town. I got to tell you. <laughs> Noted. All right, let's simmer that down there. Uh, pass on that one. All right. So then, my second anecdote. Are we still going? Uh, you know. <laughs> I heard the light was yellow. So come on, come on, come on. Hurry up, hurry up. I can, I can do this all night. We can have this conversation about nothing in my life. It's like a Seinfeld episode. So you know the Pina Colada song, Rupert Holmes? It's called yes. Escape. You know, he actually hated Pina Coladas. And if you if you see him in the wild and you order him a Pina Colada, he actually hates that drink. He's a champagne drinker. I just thought, that, I just thought I'd put that out there. Wow. You know, it's an anecdote on Mark's anecdote. Did not know that that was basically a song about two people cheating on each other. 
with yeah. each other. With each other. Like I finally actually listened to the words maybe two years ago. Had a lot of time on my hands suddenly in 2020. And it was like, let me, I want to listen to this song. It was a lot of commuting. Um, I finally heard the word like three times in one day. And I was like, yeah. oh my God, it's her. Never noticed that before. Yeah. Well, fun Good anecdote time. on top of all of your anecdotes. That was my sister's Do, do we have time for this? Do we have time for this? Oh, fuck off, Mark. Get the <laughs> fuck out of here. We would have been halfway through this episode had you not decided 74 to come out now. of the blue. <laughs> anyway. And that's why you have me on the show. So it was your sister's wedding song. Yeah. And it was really funny. It was adorable. Right but also weird that they would. That is a very weird song. wedding song. Because again, it was one of those things where no yeah, one actually knows the they're, words they're to the song. on each other. Well, yeah, trying. That is a very unwedding song. So. Yes. It's, yeah, it's clearly know. a song where no one heard the no no one understood the words to the song, and they're like, "Oh, it's just such a pretty catchy tune, and it's about two people falling in love." It's literally not. No, it's not. I saw an interview with him, and he was dick about it to where he's like, "Stop fucking buying me pina coladas yeah. because I fucking hate them. Buy me champagne if you want to buy me something." Well, there we go. That's exactly what I would. I mean, yeah, okay. Uh, so. Uh, in past episodes, we have spoken at length on uh, various types of whiskey. This is started off as a whiskey show, but we do have spirits fans all over the world, and we really want to make sure that we share our knowledge and our our love of other spirits. Um, <clears throat> so we've talked quite a bit about some of these others. We've talked about scotch, bourbon, rye. They all fall under the umbrella of whiskey and are governed by their own sets of laws and production. Today, we're going to take a little bit of the guesswork out of other spirits so that they're a little easier to understand. There's a lot of confusion over differentiation of spirits. I cannot tell you how many questions I have been asked over the years that have made me think that mankind, humankind, whatever you want to call it, is doomed. For instance, what grain do they use in tequila? One of my favorite questions. Got it the other day. And is it gluten-free? <laughs> yeah, y'all should a go question. It's not a grain. You should go back and listen to our episode on myths because you really should. It's a great, stuff it's a great couple of episodes. Um, yeah, <laughs> I have to say, um, so tequila is an agave based spirit. Agave, I'm gonna be very blunt and a little bit simplistic. And this episode is about simplicity. We are not getting into the deep dives of what these things are because that's many episodes later. And of course, you can check back on the website, swiggingramble.com, to see the full information about all the stuff that the full level of our expertise. Is fucking um, Mindy yawning? No. Mindy, really? I haven't even started yet. <laughs> Wait till Past I get the cow That time, leave me alone. <laughs> uh, so tequila, you think you know it. You may love it or hate it. A lot of people hate it. Uh, many of us have a contentious relationship with this agave-based spirit. Tequila is made only from the blue agave and in regions of five towns we can't pronounce. It'll be on the website. Don't worry. We love you, tequila. Send us lots of stuff. But we were not, um, we were not gonna try and we're not, no, we're, we're not that not be that we're not appropriating anything. Don't don't write us letters. If you do, it's care of fuck off market. You guys remember the address. Yeah. Um <clears throat> uh, but one of them is actually the city of tequila. Uh the core of the blue agave plant, the pina, it's just a very large base of a cactus almost it looks like an overgrown pineapple sort of it really does it's just this huge sinewy trunk um it's typically steamed uh sometimes roasted um and industrial ovens before being distilled two to three times 
in copper pot stills. Um, that gets you tequila, basic tequila. That doesn't mean that we're not going to get into the laws. We're not going to get into the, the proofs of distillation or the barrel aging and all that stuff. Again, check back on the website. Who wants to take mezcal? You know, tequila's redheaded, dirty cousin. Well, the redhead has to take that. Come on. <laughs> is, it, is that actually the redheaded cousin? Or is it more like the overarching parents? Because uh, mezcal, like general whiskey, is actually the overarching term for agave-based agave spirits. And it can actually be made from over 30 varieties of the agave plant. So many think that mezcal is an offshoot of tequila when it's much more the other way around, that tequila is a smaller portion within mezcal. Uh, now, mezcal is produced in nine different regions, different from tequila, and the piña is typically roasted in lava rock-lined earthen pits before being distilled in clay pots. And this is where the mezcal receives its traditional smoky characteristics. So... Those are the very basic differences between mezcal and tequila. Tequila is not the overarching term for agave-based spirits. It is much more defined and boiled down. Uh, mezcal is much broader reaching. If you mezcal have not had botch tequila. <laughs> if you have not had a beautiful Hoven mezcal in your glass, you are not living, my friend. Yeah, so it can, some people can be put off by uh, mezcal. I definitely was one. I'm eking my way into that realm. I think thanks to now liking peated whiskeys, uh, I think that helps kind of bridge the gap. Um, but yeah, they can be made in all sorts of wonderful, complex styles. Uh, now, so those are the basic differences. Some quick labelings for these two spirits, they're very similar, but slightly different. So tequila comes in Blanco, Reposado, and Añejo, and Mezcal comes in Joven, Reposado, and Añejo. And the entry level uh, is gonna be aged zero to two months, Reposado two to 12 months, and Añejo one to three years. So again, that's just the basic breakdown of the aging terms and conditions. Does anyone know what barrels they typically use? wooden ones that well yes wooden ones is, is accurate i can't i can't fault her for saying that points for ravenclaw you do get you do get the points yeah um uh ex-bourbon gas in case yeah. you're big surprise because yeah because everything in the fucking planet is ex-bourbon gas because it can only use once but that's a different show yes um no, Mark, do you, you want to take anybody? this next one? <laughs> no, Mindy's bailing on this one. This one's all Mark. Mark gets to pronounce this one. <laughs> Is it Kashaka? Oh. oh, we just threw him under the bus too. Kashasa. Kashasa. Kashash. Kashash. You know, you know, I, uh, it's not Kakaka, Mindy. That's a that's a different bodily function. Oh. <laughs> It's a family-friendly show, y'all. Let's leave corporophilia out of the show for now. <sighs> for now. That's for Swig After Dark, coming 2022. Um, I, You know, this is funny because I actually, this is a good one for me because I interviewed Charlie Borman um, about a year ago, as a matter of fact. And one of the things that he does is he's traveling around the world. He talked about trying different 
spirits distilled from different things. And he actually talked about this. Uh, and I thought it, this sparked my memory because I thought it was I thought the term he used was kasash or it was it was some it was a word that was something like that. So this spirit is distilled from fermented sugar cane. This is what we had discussed. Um, produced only in Brazil. So we were talking about South America at the time. At the time he was, they were riding motorcycles from the bottom of South America coming to Los Angeles. And he was talking about all of this stuff. Uh, like many other things distilled in copper pot stills, um, about a billion liters produced, uh, considering that it's coming from one country and also only 1% of it is exported uh, into Germany of all places. Why would the Germans want to drink this? Don't they have Jägermeister? <laughs> Anyways, it could be aged or it could be unaged. And I, I, which is gold or silver. And I can't even fathom that. How could you take something that is, that's coming from a fermented sugar cane, but it's not distilled. Like I'm confused on this one. So uh, it is distilled. What? What do you? What? What are you saying? You're but gonna, aged or unaged? I mean, literally, you're taking like white dog out of the out of the freaking still. I mean, that's, I mean, Buffalo Trace sells theirs. <laughs> do you have white dog, like, Buffalo Trace white dog in your collection? Anyone? Bueller? Yeah. No. Yes. Well, no, you're, but we you're an it. exception because you're. I, have, I well, I also have probably 200 white dogs slash moonshine slash new makes whatever you want to call them. That's what I'm saying. Wait a minute, have you ever had spirit straight off the still? Oh my god, it's absolutely amazing. beautiful. It, it is. Yeah, no, I'm something I want to do. Without any, you know, no, assault just, from anything else, just pure, brand new new make, fresh off the. Oh my god. It's fantastic. Oh, it's, anyway, cachaça like is really good stuff, actually. It is a distinctly Brazilian thing. Um, it's really fun. We're going to be doing some more with it uh, later in 2022. So stay tuned for those episodes um, where we may or may not uh, be flying to uh, Brazil. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's do that. Yes. And, and just to go just to go back, I, I had a bad experience with tequila. Um, I saw the devil and sold my soul to him and I kind of sworn off tequila and every time I drink it, you know, I've been on tequila tours and stuff like that. And, and I've had mezcal or the, you know, the stuff that's a little more refined and it, it just, it brings, it's like PTSD for tequila. I, 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 can't, I can't do it. And even to a certain extent, whiskey that is aged in tequila barrels, I just, I can't do it. There's something about the flavor of the mezcal or the tequila or the, you know, the, the root flavor of the pina, it, it just doesn't jive with me for whatever reason. It's, it's not pleasing to the palate and I'm, I'm just not on board with it. I've, I've tried a few, given it the good faith effort and it's, it's just, it's not there for me. Yeah. We're I would really not going to like the, the lineup we have for February. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to try a few more because I think I only tried one whiskey that was aged in a tequila barrel and it was a little rough. We, we were on, well, we were on with a master distiller of a huge distillery. And he said, there are two things that are the wave of the future. The first thing is 
rum cask whiskeys and Mindyani. Those are the two biggest things in the universe right now. He specifically said Mindy Yawning. That's amazing. Speaking of Mindy Yawning, take us us to Rome so we can get the fuck out of here. I know. We went down a rabbit trail back to sugarcane stuff. Rum. While it can be produced using sugarcane juice, it is typically made from molasses, which is a byproduct of boiled cane juice, which produces sugar crystals. Rum can also be made in any country. And we're not going to go too deep into rum. Um, Because we're going to deep dive into it later down the road. Because guess who used to work in a rum distillery? Your girl. So we're going to deep dive into that in a different episode. Rum is for jungle juice. End of story. Whoa. Wow. Come on. I don't don't really have words for you. Um, Well, thanks to to all the ramblers for tuning in. Uh, That's it. I just got here. Yeah, well, you were being late in the first place, and you yeah. spent on most time. of it just dicking around, rambling about nothing. The show Thank is called Swig and Ramble. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Ramblers, for joining us. We love you all. Julia, take us home. Oh, God. Join us next time when we discuss those assholes who only want 818. The fuck? Kendall Jenner's or Kylie Jenner's, whoever whoever that Jenner person is with the Thanks for joining us and we'll see you next time. Follow us at Swig and Ramble on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter for more fermented fuckery. Cheers!